Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one, except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. It's the Dynamic Duo Podcast. Wait, I've done that one before, haven't Have you? I don't remember. Yeah. We're still the Wait, Dynamic. did you do it? Was it with Jay? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? It, it's fluid. It's a fluid yeah, situation. That's right, that's right. It's a fluid guys of a certain age. Uh-huh. I'm Robbie Koblenz in studio alongside... Art Shirley. And since we're a duo, it means we're not a trio, which it means it's just the two There's of us. There's no Jay. And Jay's not yeah. here. But you and Jay recorded an episode before without me. That's right. Yes. Were, were you a dynamic duo then? We were. Are you sure? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, what you remember. <laughs> what I remember, that's right. The running joke. So, well, good. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. I'm glad it's Friday. Summer has gotten to us. Yes, it has. It's not officially summer, but it certainly is. Roasting like summer. Yeah, temperature-wise, it's definitely summer. Yeah, it's kind and of. And also the freak thunderstorm high wind situation that seems to pop up out of nowhere summer. It's it's one of those types of yeah. uh, types of months. It feels like. yeah. You're, so. you're going along in the afternoon. Go, oh, it's a great day, and all of a sudden it's like, my gosh, it's just like the apocalypse is in. Yeah, not as bad as they're having in New York though, and other places that are affected by the so, Canadian wildfires. So obviously, uh, Ridley Scott has moved his Blade Runner set from the West Coast to New well, York. Well, I've seen a thing where they use uh, Denis Villeneuve, or Villeneuve, whatever. I can't remember. Denis Villeneuve, I think yeah. is how we pronounced it. Uh, they showed scenes from all of his movies, Dune, and then a New York Skyline, Blade Runner 2029. Uh, 2049. 49. Yeah, we're too close to 2029 for that to be uh, accurate, although maybe it will be. Uh, but it was, it's just, it's a its a terrible situation, obviously, you know, but um, it, it, it is funny how it looks so much like his color palette. Well, you know, they've, they've, they've canceled flights in and out of LaGuardia. They yeah. have canceled sporting events. Broadway uh, shows have been have been canceled now. It's nuts. Yeah. I mean, not unsimilar to what they were experiencing. Was it San Francisco a couple of years ago? I think so. Yeah. Where they had to, uh, was it San Francisco? Or was it LA? I think it may have been LA. It's one of those. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we're in uh, 2023 instead of 2029. That's so, right. Or so. 2049. Or 2049. Yeah. Or 2001. That's right. So, but all right, let's jump into some geeks. I see you feverishly looking for a geek. I've got, have, well, I've got it here. I'm just looking at I'm reading my geek. Well, can I have your geek? Can you share your geek with us? Are you ready for me to share my geek? Yeah, I need, yes. you, I need your geek, please. All right. Uh, IT guy at work sent this to me today. Apparently, Stuart Simple, who's a British artist, multidisciplinary British artist. Easy for you to say. And uh, has come up with a new suite of software called Abode software as the opposed logo to- is very much a takeoff on adobe <laughs> software and he's using it as a uh attack on corporate over- overlords being uh, meaning adobe he's got a kickstarter going with it they're coming out with apps that uh, are you know obviously meant to compete with um with the adobe apps i've ever seen there's a photo pop and an own design that are two of the apps that are on there um, own design, own design, and photo pop instead of Photoshop. Uh, the main thing he's doing, the main thing that he's trying to do is is it's a one time only fee, or it's a not a subscription based thing. You buy the software outright, which is the biggest complaint I think people have against Adobe. That and the stability of the software. That and the stability of the software. That's right. But uh, yeah, especially if you've got it set to automatically update, which I wouldn't recommend you do. But uh, you you're easily uh, oh, you're man. very likely to download a uh, an unstable version 
Um, they have gotten better though. Yeah. It's, but, yeah. And, and, and I will say this, you know, we all hate that, but they do make some great products and, and we're able to do some great work from it. There's some, some thing, some things that I wish they would do differently, obviously a lot of things, but, um, but anyway, this is called Abode, and I'm gonna. I keep wanting to say Adobe. I look at it and still read it as a, Adobe, but it's the Abode. software Abodes. Yeah. And this guy has another claim to fame in that. Is that my phone going? That's your there? phone. Sorry, I think I'm gonna turn that. Out. Hey, sorry. I usually have it on silent mode. But um, anyway, he has like this uh, feud with Anish Kapoor. I think I'm saying that right. Who's a sculptor and creator of, uh, of different things, including. Uh, the Bean, which is in oh, Chicago, Cloudgate yeah. is what, as is properly known, but everybody calls it the Bean. I call it the Bean. The bean, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't really know it until reading this that it had a different name. Uh, <laughs> I guess I you've been have. there, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, I've seen it. Uh, and he but has, have you have you experienced it? I have experienced it. Okay, All right. yeah, got that. Out of the I've way. experienced beans in my life. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but enough about that. Uh, he also has a thing Kapoor does called Vanta Black, which is supposed to be the blackest black. Yes. So Stuart Simple, the guy behind the Abode software, has created a chart with what he calls the pinkest pink paint. <laughs> and uh, he said it's it's available to everyone except uh, Kapoor. So, so people are wondering, is this Abode software? It's a Kickstarter campaign right now. Is it just a parody? Is it just kind it's of something? And I would think it does too, except they're supposed to be launching, you know, software for it. Uh, it seems like to me they've got some lawsuits ahead of them in terms of copyright violations. Uh, you, you think? Even the icons are all just derivative of what's going on with Photoshop's I what mean, are they going to call their video? Uh, they don't have a video. They yeah. don't have a video. They have uh, an Illustrator, Analog, and uh, InDesign, and Photoshop. And then they have a version that's uh, Adobe Express, uh, which is Adobe Express ripping off Canva. Yes. Uh, which I read, uh, apparently Adobe Express, in real software news, had been uh, has been updated recently. And they yes. said it's supposed to integrate better with, with uh, existing apps. But it looks like all they're doing is is pulling from Photoshop. So if you modify, modify a file in Photoshop, it will pull that updated file from there. It can automatically do that. I have said since I saw, well, since Canva came out, that if they had something that you were able to save and bring into InDesign so that a professional artist could then finish it off and turn it into something, whoever does that will own that space. Yes. And it seems like Adobe should be right there to do it. Take your Canva export uh, or your your Canva product and be able to export it into something that InDesign or even Illustrator could open and then and then you'd be able to finish because we have it's a Canva is a great tool express since it's modeled so closely after it is a great tool uh, and we have plenty of non-professionals that want to be able to create flyers and things and they're great and they because of the the product they can do a really good job in it but what would be great is if we could take that and then create it and I know you can make PDFs, but then create something that's uh, both uh, ADA compliant and accessible. And, uh, you know, well, and it seems like such a it seems like it would not be a hard thing to do. Well, and especially since Illustrator on the Adobe side, their default file format now is is an editable P, editable <laughs> an edible edible PDF. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. A PDF you can edit. Yeah, you would that's think right. you would be able to, to yeah. do that. I you mean, think you, it seems like that that shouldn't be. You know, a hard thing to do. Now, granted, I am not a software engineer. I have nothing about know what's going on with that. But I know other companies are able to create things that can, uh, like we use uh, a thing uh, called um, 
oh, who makes the product? But anyway, it's a it's a, a product that takes a PDF and can turn it into an InDesign file for you, you know, Ooh. if you want to. And um, uh, and also we'll take a, a Quark file and turn it into InDesign. Quark. Yeah, it's Markswear. Markswear is who makes it. And um, and so if they've got that, it seems like Adobe, the creators of the PDF format, would sure. have something, and the InDesign format would have a way to do that. So anyway, it just seems like something that's, that's I, missing. I, I remember when PDF came out. I'm like, "What is what yeah. is this? Who yeah. cares?" You know. And now it is the yeah. de facto yeah, standard. It, it, it working uh, in the print industry as I did, and in creating objects, uh, items, production pieces for print, it completely changed the the way we did business. Because before we would have to package the entire thing up, which is a huge file that we put on a PsychWest drive. Psych and, West. <laughs> and, uh, or a zip. Or a zip. But yeah, later zip was supposed to be so great. We've talked about, we've gone yeah. down this memory road before. But uh, anyway, PDF, where you didn't have to do anything other than uh, send a print-ready PDF was a, was an incredible. Convert thing. to paths and yeah. send it out. Yeah, and now we don't even convert to paths anymore because all the fonts are, are embedded in there. Really? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't have to convert to paths anymore mm-hmm. when I send stuff out? No, uh uh-uh. Wow. And also, what a magical time we live in. In your page layout programs, you should still leave things as RGB and let Adobe or uh, Acrobat do the conversion for you. Huh. That way, yeah. That way you don't have to do it twice. That's good to know. Mm -hmm. Print. Print, uh, print hints and help with art. Right. Well, and this is coming from David Blattner, one of the experts in the field. So don't trust me. Don't, don't send your cards and letters to me saying, <laughs> Art Shirley told me so and so. But yeah, yeah. Art Shirley. Shirley, you just. But yeah, anyway. Okay. Well, that was a nice, helpful technical hint. <laughs> so we went, we went from, uh, you know, Adobe to Abode. To, abode, yeah. Now remember, kids. Kickstarter campaigns are at your own risk. You know, it's all speculative. You're not guaranteed to get anything. So I just think if you do the donation, kiss it goodbye and rejoice when you get something in the mail. Yeah, or that's right. Feel like you're helping this developer out and hoping they're an honest person. By the way, there may be a Kickstarter campaign for my next comic book, so please. (laughs) (laughs) So have you gotten burned on any Kickstarters before? Uh, (laughs) Yes, I have. But uh, since it's my son's company, my my son's band thing, I won't say no. Well, that's a different. We we did get everything finally, but um, it was kind of like well, you, you need to honor the, the yeah. obligations. Yeah, when it's your kids, it's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah Kickstarter is called allowance, just another mm-hmm. name for allowance. So, all right, I'm going to take my geek of the week in a completely different direction that I have not been down for quite a while. There's some Doctor Who news. Woo! So. Um, we've we've talked. We're going to sing the. Uh, I can't sing yeah. that. That's you. That's on. I can't yeah. get that one. Anyway, go ahead. Russell T. Davies is back as showrunner for Doctor Who. We're in the 60th anniversary year of, and Russell T. Davies is a huge fan of the classic series and has done a lot to bring uh, former companions back into the fold with cameos and one-offs. Well, he's bringing a companion back that was um, that traveled with uh, Sylvester McCoy and um, I think Colin Baker as well. I think he was in Colin Baker. Uh, she was in Colin Baker's. Uh, series as well it's a uh, bonnie langford who played the uh the character of mel bush and or melanie bush and she was somewhat yeah she was sixth and seventh doctor she was somewhat controversial because this was um this was kind of mid late 80s as um the aerobics craze was hitting america and the uk and so she was all about fitness and, okay and working out and they were very much trying to bring a 
a popular spin to a Doctor Who companion. Um, but there, Russell T. Davies is bringing her back to uh, actually be a companion for uh, Shudi Gatwa's 15th Doctor. Okay. So not just a one-off, because there's been other classic companions like Ace and Tegan who've come back in, like uh, for uh, uh, Jodie Whittaker's last episode or two, uh-huh. they, they did some cameos. Well, guest appearances, they played themselves. They weren't cameos or played their former companions but uh, bonnie langford's being asked to be an ongoing participant in the upcoming 61st anniversary season of doctor who right okay which should be interesting and they did something similar with um with um sarah jane smith Mm -hmm. who was played by oh my goodness who played elizabeth slayton um, and she was one of, Sarah Jane is probably one of the most popular companions of all time. She bridged from Pertwee's third doctor to Tom Baker's mm-hmm. fourth doctor. And she had her own show, right? Is that what she had her own yeah. show, The Sarah Jane Adventures. And she came in uh, with uh, David Tennant's doctor for one, one show they met up. A very emotional reunion. And she was so, Elizabeth Sledden was such a great actress. Um, and she had, um, I think she did two or three seasons of the Sarah Jane Adventures, and they had crossover with Doctor Okay, Who I didn't well. realize it ran that long. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, that's kind of, again, fan service, but it's it's a lot of fun to see the old characters come back through. And uh, since Jay's not here, somebody had to say that. Somebody right. had to say yeah. that. So. so, and you said it is the same actress playing the part, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. It's Bonnie Langford playing um, Melanie okay. Bush. Melanie Bush. So we'll see how that uh, how that transpires, you know. There's... You know, she was her last doctor was Sylvester McCoy, who then went on to play in The Hobbit, as you might. Yes, remember. that's right. Yeah, what's he, Doctor? The he was Radagast uh, the Brown. Brown. Yeah, I, was, I couldn't remember what he. I remember the Brown part, but I couldn't remember Radagast the Brown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for uh, Doctor Who's fiftieth anniversary, they did uh, a couple of. Uh, Videos running up to the anniversary of the show, and they mm-hmm. brought McCoy back in with some of the old doctors to do some lines, and he kept saying, "Oh, oh, I think Peter Jackson's calling you. I might, you might have heard this movie I'm in. I'm in The Hobbit <laughs> with uh, Peter Jackson. With yeah. Peter Jackson, and that was just the ongoing uh, joke uh, that he was he was in The Hobbit, and he was in. I don't think he made the Lord of the Rings, or did he do? No, he did. No, he just his first appearance was in the the first Hobbit movie. I yeah, think. I believe it maybe so. his only appearance. in maybe the trilogy. This, but yeah, uh, but, he play, he but that's still what six hours of screen time. So <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. Oh <laughs> man, yeah, that's the way yeah, it goes. Hobbit. So we, uh, you know, we did a little text thing last week and uh, Jay asked you and I did you guys see Shazam Fury of the Gods and yes. we just we kind of just wow. left, left it out there yeah. and you watched the whole thing I watched the whole thing I watched the, the first thing I the, think I slept through some of it though I watched the first 10 minutes and that was that was it yeah. for me and we t- I think we talked about it a little bit beforehand but you know we, kids I, if we're going to warn you off Kickstarter campaigns let us warn you off Shazam Fury of the Gods as well uh, you know obviously Jay doesn't listen to the podcast when it's just you and I or uh, he would have known not to have done yeah, that so. that's right yeah, kids these days we'll mm-hmm. teach you one day that's right alright we're going to come back we're going to talk a little bit more technology in the Apple Worldwide Developers Conference which would usually put people to sleep but there's a couple of interesting things yeah, that really are, are that are probably going to impact me and you and maybe Jay up next. And we're back having fun without Jay. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, it's a great time. Yeah. Always right. a great time. That's right. Yeah. But anyway, Worldwide Developers Conference was last week as we record this. Yeah. And the little backstory, Apple usually has their, they, they used to have the developers into Cupertino to have a, a week-long workshop type of thing. I think it was maybe three days. You'd have a keynote, Steve Jobs would get up. And these were the more um, 
technical hardware oriented announcements. So right. you would have new Macs and new things coming out there. Uh, they would talk about the new operating system that's going to debut in the fall for both uh, Mac, the iPad, the iPhone, the iWatch, yeah. everything. What everything, yeah, everything that was coming up. Yeah. Everything. But this year was notable for a couple of things. And I'll, mm-hmm. I'll throw some stuff out and you tell me what you think or give me your thoughts. Apple no longer has an Intel-based Macintosh. Yeah, they don't have one at all anymore, no. right? The Mac Pro was the last uh, Intel-based machine. Uh-huh. And so they have replaced the uh, Mac Pro's innards with the M2 Ultra chip. Right, which is a great chip. It's a great chip. Yeah. What's really interesting is the Intel box, you could max that thing out to almost $60,000 if you ordered it from Apple. 60000 60, $60,000. $59,000 if you maxed out with afterburner cards and maximum RAM, maximum wow. hard drive, the whole nine yards. You know what the trade value is according to Apple for that box if you traded it in? No, I hate to even ask. Just guess. I'm going to say a tenth of that. Oh, one thousand dollars. No kidding. One, I mean, I was. I thought I was embarrassingly low going with the tenth. One thousand dollars is what Apple will give you in trade credit. Oh you, my gosh! Is that not unbelievable? Now the new Mac Mac Pro, as I understand, if you max that puppy out, it gets you to sixteen, seventeen thousand dollars, and it's roughly seven times faster than the old Intel machine. Wow. So they've take Apple had this thing they called the afterburner card, mm-hmm. which do you remember the old blue ice cards? Yeah, uh-huh, you know that sure were do. processor cards that would offload video. The the gaudy uh, gaudy uh, blur engine. I think there was something Gaussian like Gaussian blur. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And so Apple developed their afterburner card to help the Intel chipset crank through ProRes and other codecs video formats yeah. faster. And that was really, really expensive. It's uh-huh. been good for three years. Now you've got the new M2 chips. It's got all that embedded you in You don't need that at all. You do not need it wow. at all. So. Okay. So, you know, we've talked about in the past before, and not to get too technical, but this may be that episode, uh, the NVIDIA cards and how that's so great for processing, yeah. 3D rendering especially, that kind of stuff. Is the M2 capable of handling yeah. that stuff without it? It's got like 72 GPU units on that chip. Okay. So and if you're if you're you, if you're working with a 3D program like Blender or or whatever, you, you, would you be would that be the pr- CPU you're processing yeah. it through because it has the GPU built into That's the right. CPU That's as right. opposed to a discrete GPU. As I understand the frameworks of the Mac operating system now will offload that mm-hmm. that process process directly to the gpu and is portion that of the chip. metal is that the is that what they're calling their rendering engine or yeah is that something else? i think it's metal. okay yeah. i can't remember yeah. av foundation something else that yeah. they've got that okay. got av foundation if i recall correctly replaced quicktime as the mm-hmm. um, the architecture but now apple's manufacturing all their own chips wow and Intel stock took a hit last week. I bet it did. When yeah, um, that's probably what I've got everything invested in. <laughs> yeah, probably so. <laughs> Intel inside, outside, right. and no side. That's right. Um, but you know, AMD. That and resale of uh, Intel Max. So <laughs> yeah, my, the whole future is in. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Well, you know, the AMD uh, chipset has really competed against Intel's high end. I mm-hmm. like the AMD chipsets for PCs better. Mm-hmm. NVIDIA's got the market corner when it comes to, to graphics cards. Yeah. And um, Intel's just kind of... Kind of left behind now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they still... They're, they're making good stuff. The, 
one of the problems they've got is trying to shrink down the nanometer process gotcha. of the of the manufacturing. I think mm-hmm. they're maybe at sixty nanometer. I mean, six nanometers, um, maybe seven. They and and AMD and Apple have gotten down to three. And someone, mm-hmm. my cousin Mervin, may correct me on this, but they're but but with a smaller die process, they're able to get more processors on a chip and use less power mm. and um so it's just more bang for your buck okay so still everything that you want to put in it uh both in terms of desktop machines and laptop machines you have to do at the at the when you order it right so the mac pro has seven expansion slots oh it does have the pci expansion so slots, it's got right? pcies yeah. okay. and you can you can uh, i don't know that you can change out ram yeah because i'm not in the market for anything anytime soon yeah um but you can add storage you mm-hmm. can add processor cards the whole nine yards okay so, um it's just really really fascinating but that's not the big announcement. It's really not. I mean, it's like we're burying the lead here quite a bit, but that's the kind of stuff we're interested in. But go ahead with the big story. Well, the the Apple Vision Pro, which they have finally debutted their <laughs> augmented reality, virtual reality headset. Uh-huh. And this has been rumored for a decade, and yeah. they've probably been working on it longer than that. Uh-huh. And uh, you've got the Oculus that's been out there. You've got other... 3D, I mean, augmented reality yeah. glasses, and nothing is really caught on. Yeah. But now... You think this is going to be the one? You think it's going to be like the did with the MP3 player with uh, when the iPod came out? You know, it's kind of like they let other people kind of experiment with the space, and then they came in that was uh, with a device that was, was more expensive, certainly, but more it was superior. What do you think, Art? I don't think lightning is going to strike twice in this. I think they may not. I don't. I don't know that they're going to have it. From what I've heard about the Vision, what's it called, the Vision Pro? Yeah, that it's the demo shows you one thing, but in actuality, it's not delivering that yet. Yeah. And so, if so, people get it, or if they're now, not now, it's not shipping. It's till, not shipping till next year anyway. Twenty twenty four. Yeah. So maybe by the time it ships, they'll be they'll have it all worked out. And that that would. If Steve Jobs were still there, I would say that that would definitely ship as it's supposed to. Uh, Tim Cook does a great job too, but I just feel like <laughs> Steve Jobs scared people to death, so they did it. You know, but uh, I don't know. If talk, I feel, talk to the original Apple Macintosh team about yeah, that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And how many just, are still I feel in like, therapy? I feel like some of the Apple hardware I've gotten has not had the fit and finish that used to be you know something you'd come to expect from and that includes iphone that includes you know laptop machines uh i I don't really care for what they're doing with the with the latest imac things to me those they really dumbed those down it seems like to me the last time they came out now the studio i like the studio is a great box which is a basically a mac if a mac pro and a uh, and a mac mini had a baby who owns the virtual headset space right now oculus is the name that you mentioned and that's kind of what i think of but I don't know that anybody owns it yeah. because no one's done it well. Yeah. So, and and that's the thing about the Apple Vision Pro. But no, go ahead. What's the price point? Average price point for one? Thirty five hundred bucks. No, no, that's Vision Pro. Oh, but what, the, the eight, other ones six, seven, eight hundred bucks. Yeah, maybe up to a thousand for a yeah. really, really high end or a, 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 something that comes packaged with with something. I, our friend and often guest Joe uh, George Abad, not his brother Joe George Abad has a set you know has, has I think he has an Oculus I can't remember he sent me the thing we talked about getting them and, and using to do virtual communication and, and play games and stuff uh, but I remember his was 
the one he sent me the link to was nowhere near what we're looking at in terms of what Apple's going to do. Yeah. And so I think this may be a little too much uh, for for people to uh, to bite to go in. Well, Famous slash words. I'll be wrong. You know, I'm sitting there with my Intel stock. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw a um, I saw a, um, a research note that said one of the reasons Apple is priced it so high is they could not meet the demand at a lower price point. Oh, okay. So they put it up really high so mm-hmm. that you get your first adopters, you get the mm-hmm. folks who are going to get in and, uh, and essentially beta test it, mm-hmm. uh, help them refine it, and then the second, third, fourth generation drops down. Yeah, and they're they're starting this out as Vision Pro. So yeah. there might be a Vision whatever yeah. studio. Yeah, well, how I mean, the unit itself looks good. The thing that I get hung up on is the tethered battery. Yeah, yeah. And that again, that's the fit and finish that doesn't seem very Apple like to me. No, I I would expect a full, you know, something mm-hmm. that was self encapsulated uh-huh. that you would not have any tethered parts to. Right, and you would think maybe the battery would be some kind of curved thing that might counterbalance to what looks like a kind of heavy front. Well, kind of like What's-His-Face from uh, from Bespin in Empire Strikes Back yeah. who has the <laughs> earmuff thing yeah. that comes around. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, so it's it's almost like they said, "Well, this is a kludge. We got to get this out here somehow. So let's just let's tether the battery and see if that'll work." Well, and a friend of mine and I were talking about it. You know, it, it, so you can enter this virtual space, and apparently uh-huh. the, the 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 dual screens are great inside. It's a four uh-huh. K. Uh, resolution. You've got all kinds of sensors outside, mm-hmm. um, but it takes the corporate experience out of enjoying entertainment. So if yeah. you and your significant other were going to watch a movie together, mm-hmm. you would have to buy two of these to get into a shared space, right? Right, yeah. And so it's not going to replace the movie theater unless yeah. you really don't want to go to the movie theater. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about $7,000 to get into this, and that's before you get into anything that can feed content to it, right? Yeah. 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 So, and it's interesting to see where they're going with it. Mm-hmm. There's probably going to be a market for this within 10 years, I would think. Yeah. Um, but it may be a little too much too soon. Mm hmm. But I feel like Apple felt like they had to get something into the space. Because yeah. this has been the research. This has been the thing that's, that 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 stock analysts have said, oh, they're, they've got XYZ coming yeah. out. And this mm-hmm. is, somebody brought a point, this is the first truly new product Apple has come that's up with That's what I saw. I remember seeing that too, yeah. And it's hard to believe it's been that long since they've done that. But, I mean, it really, it really is. I mean, I guess the iPad was the last thing, and that's – could be seen as maybe a, a you know, a, a little bit of a continuation of what they learned from the iPhone. Yeah. And took that into a tablet kind of thing. Well, um, what about AirPods? If AirPods, AirPods haven't been around that long. No, Do, AirPods, yeah, I guess AirPods are there, were their, uh, uh, you know, their take on the wireless earphones. Well, and to me, AirPods were the last truly Apple feeling device mm. that they've, re- they've, they've released because they just work. Yeah. And yeah, you didn't really have to do a whole lot. I don't have a pair. You have a pair and love them. My son has a pair and loves them. Yeah. Um, because of the simplicity. Yeah. Um, you don't have to go through and try to connect them with anything like you do with other types of Bluetooth. Devices. Yeah. That Bluetooth handshake is automatic mm-hmm. and it, it jumps from mm-hmm. device to device now, which is a lot better. So you mm-hmm. can start on your phone and then open up your iPad and if you have audio happening on the iPad and you don't have mm-hmm. an active audio event on the phone it's going to jump to the ipad yeah. or vice versa 
So, so what will feed content to the Vision Pro? Will it be the same kind of stuff? I mean, like you'd have a. Well, uh, Bob like, Iger came up with and said, "Hey, we've, we're going to allow you to explore some Disney content." I yeah. don't think they really talked a whole yeah. lot about anything. Mm-hmm. But and I, I can see where they had some announcements with the Apple TV, the device, not the Plus, not the uh, streaming service. Uh, you know, some updates to that. Some of them I'm, I'm really interested in. One of them, which is to me a long time overdue, is FaceTime natively on the uh, Apple TV. So yeah. you can do that. And then you could use, I can't remember what they call their their tethering device where you connect your phone or your iPad to it to act as the camera. But then you can see who you're talking to on the screen. Now, we've done that with screen mirroring before, but it's always been kind of, you know. Clunky. Uh, yeah, very much so. And so this would be good. And also, they're going to do it where uh, third parties can do it too. So Zoom uh, would be able to, you'd be able to do a, a native Zoom on there, which would be good. Um, so I th- and that to me kind of is the other side of the coin when you said the vision stuff takes you out of the corporate experience. This this brings you back into the corporate experience because you're you know you're you're having that Zoom thing on a, on a large scale. Um, but um, the Vision Pro is definitely the the one that has sparked all the interest from this time. Anything else that you saw that you liked? Um, you know, they had some updated Mac Studios. Yeah. Um, you Which, know, if I get another Mac, that's probably what I would get. Yeah. I thought about you know another laptop, but I think I probably would really do the studio. And just, well, the 15 inch MacBook Air, yeah, which looks that really looks fast. really good, yeah, and it's got an M2 chip, and that would probably be my next laptop. Okay, do you so, have any Intel hardware anymore left over? Uh, What's your laptop? Is it? Well, I've got two. Well, I've got two laptops, and I think mm-hmm. my desktop laptop is still an Intel i9 maybe yeah but i've got an m2 for my my i have a laptop i keep them in my backpack i'm one of those people i have a laptop here at the office wired in and then i've got Mm -hmm. my my one that i I take with me on the road um and it's an m2 no it's a it's an m1 M1, i think yeah i think Uh it's m1 pro and that's been a great unit yeah i know you've been real happy with that but it's heavy yeah okay yeah uh so the macbook air with an m2 in it might be kind of a nice travel yeah but uh, Something to step up from because you you know, as as powerful as and I love my iPad Pro, but it's still not something I would work on. Well, and I've got an iPad Pro with an M2 chip in it mm-hmm. because I wanted to be able. I was looking for uh, I was looking for a Mac top replacement. I was looking for a laptop mm-hmm. replacement. They're still just like copying and pasting an email address <laughs> from a contact to. Um, into you know the apple mail client is an act of god in congress it's, yeah it's really much more difficult than it needs to be and a lot of that stuff is i mean it's yeah. just kind of sorry so a lot of that stuff just is 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 it's not nearly as simple as it should be now I mean, you should select it and it should just say copy and put this you know there, there should be that 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 uh, ease of use with it um but uh, yeah i everything i've got is intel i don't have anything that has an, an m1 or m2 chip in it so um, I could see, like I, I keep thinking, and we've talked about this before on the show and off, uh, that maybe I'll, I'll start to enter more into the, the PC landscape, especially as I want to do more 3d stuff just because I need the, I want the video cards. But if the M I mean, blender with this latest version announces full support for Mac rendering. So you don't have to have a, a an Nvidia card, which is usually yeah. what's preferred. So I'm curious to see how that works. Good friend of mine, Kerry Dismore, friend of the show, 
um, he tried to take his laptop to a PC laptop and he was very, very frustrated. After uh-huh. about six months, he was back at a Mac just because the iPhone, iPad, yeah. Mac ecosystem. That's And that's where I could see me just airdrop. I use it every day. Yeah. You know, and so that's a that's a huge thing. And and we've got, you know, PCs at home and, and trying to get them to talk to some things. You start to run into those problems. In terms of performance and in terms of running Adobe Creative, you know, cloud on it, Creative Suite on it. No problem. I like it. It's it's a seamless thing. But that little those t- getting devices to talk to each other and and we're such an Apple family having you know Apple TV devices, iPhones and iPads that it's it's really kind of hard not to have something that, that has yeah. to, talks to them. Yeah. So so are you going to run out and buy the Apple Vision Pro when it ships? I won't. I mean, I I I, I don't know. I don't know. If, like I said, I don't know that since I'm I'm not much of a a gamer anyway. I I don't know where it fits for me. Yeah. I see pe- they show people doing business with it and, and and video chats and all that kind of stuff. But right now, I don't think I need it. If I wanted a device like that, I think I would go with something that's already been out there. Uh, that you know, certainly a much lower price point. I think it's a uh, solution looking for a problem. Uh, yeah, I think so too. So yeah. what we need to do is get a, a bonafide Apple, a red like Macintosh Apple. Uh huh. We need to draw a pair of glasses on it <laughs> and a tie and leave it here and say, "Hey Jay, Jay we, we got you. <laughs> we got you an Apple Vision Pro. Yeah, yeah. The that's, tie makes it pro. Uh, that's right. It's yeah. professional. It's professional. That's funny. All right, that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time around.